Hey, what's up, everybody? Chris Graham here, joined by Ben Carswell, Christian Jasper, James Watson, Jason Owens, Mike McCullen, in what will be the tightest six-man ship ever to row the high seas or something. Welcome to Down. Pizza at the Pagoda. Uh, yeah, we're going to review the uh, Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Talk about the championship scenarios that basically don't exist going into the finale next week at Long Beach. Uh, maybe we'll try to keep this one in an hour for you folks. Let's We'll see if we're any good at our jobs. Actually, judging by our picks from last week, I know we're not good at our jobs, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll start with uh, Mike McCullen. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm just drinking a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. That's kind of disappointing. Jason Owens. I'm sorry. (laughs) Jason, what do you have? Uh, I have a nice Italian uh, Sauvignon Blanc from the Veneto region. It seems like you and Mike should be flipped. I was going to say, that's a rule. I'm the wine and cheese guy. (laughs) I feel like my rent's due early from listening to that. (laughs) James, what do you have in front of you? Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Taco Bell. Hey. King Taco. Only the best. Yes. Christian, what do you have in front of your uh, gullet there? Uh, we got hot chocolate tonight. I had a real bad craving. My sweet tooth was kicking. Uh, you know what? I'm doing the exact same thing. I've got a big old glass of sweet tea here in front of me. Uh, ben, what do you have? Uh, I have a local beer uh, from a brewery. Not too far away from Basic City Brewing Company. I have a nice Pilsner. A Pilsner. Yeah, nice and easy. They say Mil- uh, Miller Lite's a fine Pilsner beer. I'm not sure that I agree with them on that. Yeah, I disagree with them as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, let, let's talk uh, Laguna Seca here because I love this place. It is everything that you would want a racetrack to be picturesque scenery perfect weather an eight story fall off the side of a building in five and a half seconds i think colton Hurta sucks up the show what 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 do we let's let's get the obligatory colton Hurta talk out of the way here early was i mean dominant led 90 some laps listen listen brian Hurta's dad's son did fantastic <laughs> wait he was great wouldn't brian Herta's dad's son be brian Herta? <laughs> well he did a good job too i mean how he could you not do a good well. job when you've got carlton on your pit box andre yeah andre ribera <laughs> man <laughs> hey hey it's not unusual to see a Herta win at laguna seca all right Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> this might actually be a short that, show. Uh, whoever, this <laughs> whoever said that on the NBC broadcast called Alfonso Ribeiro Andre. I don't know who it was down there in the pit. Uh that was Kevin Lee. We'll pick on him a little. Shame on Kevin Kevin Lee. Shame. Says the guy who said the called, most just called that him Kevin. <laughs> well, you know what? That's karma. <laughs> Is that the <laughs> most that he's been on TV in like 15 years? Don't disrespect the host of America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, that's I forgot true. he had that big. Yeah. 
Yes. On, okay. On the the your career right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, yeah. Okay, so back to Colton Herta. Uh, kid's good. He's a real deal. Yeah, he yeah. might be around for a while. I'm hoping so. He was, yeah, he's got a future was, around here. I mean, it, it, if it he shows us watch. something. Uh, yes, I, Colton Herta was the last winner at Laguna Seca. Our esteemed panel of experts completely ignored him in making our picks for the race. Uh, and he went out and led, uh, let's see. Wasn't it like every lap except for one? Uh, no, it was not everyone but yeah. one. Actually, the next guy we're going to talk about was the only other one to lead a lap. Colton Herta led from one to 19. Roman Grosjean led from 19 to 20. Herta led from 20 to 69. Nice. Uh, Grosjean, yes. Grosjean led until lap 72, and then Herta led to the end. So, total of 91 laps led for Colton Herta, four for Roman Grosjean. Uh, that Rogro dude was an animal. Some, yeah, he had some strategy and some uh, aggression. Man. I think aggression is an understatement. My man has some twickles going in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was putting what? that car in places it should not have been. And really, everybody was. Like, just from who was leading the race and then who won it, it doesn't sound that exciting, but oh my God, what a race. Yeah, if you discount Herta at the front going off and doing his own thing, doing a little bit of bunny murder, and you just completely ignore <laughs> everything that he was doing at the front, holy shit, it was spicy the entire way back through the field, repeatedly. I mean, let's let's call it like yeah. it is. They were having orgasms over Alex Zanardi's past 25 years ago, and we saw that, I don't know, every third lap on Sunday? We really did an illegal pass, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. That, I don't know that Grosjean's on Jimmy Johnson was exactly legal. Um, no, uh, he no, was that, airborne. He was fully yeah. airborne. That's See, I still think that Jimmy been, turned into him it, yeah, a little bit, but you can't throw it in from five car lengths back and not and like you're initiating the contact at that point. Like you're not even in the the cone of danger like the cone <laughs> of danger doesn't exist when you're that far back um maybe he should have gotten a drive through or yeah. you know maybe but it made for great tv i'm can, here for it can we Let's say more of it. can we say race control got it right we've given them a lot of did. shit this I year i think they did yeah yeah i i think the verstappen hamilton um like cottage industry would have loved for there to be a penalty there, but I think IndyCar got it right. Absolutely. I agree <laughs> fully. Uh, yes. I mean, why do we build sturdier cars if we're not going to run them into each other? That's a and fair I mean, I'm being point. Serious, like we're building these sturdy cars. Like let's have a little bit of contact. It's fun. It's cool. I, I think uh, Erickson doing his little stunt in Nashville may have emboldened them a little bit. The, the field as a whole. Because if he could survive that, there is definitely a, there has to be a little bit of, I can get away with that shit too going on in the past. Not, not just survive, survive 
and win the bitch. Yes. Right. But that was, that, there was also some strategy in that. There was also some her to put it into the tires in that. <laughs> that was a... I don't know if you put that one through the simulator again, you'd come out with the exact <laughs> same results. Only that... one way to find out. <laughs> and only one way to find out, and I'm going to be there next year, so... Yeah, let, let's see let's what go. happens next year. I don't I think that was truly oh, a chaos monkey race. And I don't know if we'll ever see something like that again, where you've got 20, you know, 20 plus guys on a track that they've all never seen before doing some stupid shit. So they're going to rework that track next year. They're going to know how to drive it. It'll probably show up in a simulator and be a little more accurate. And eh, I don't know if you'll see that again, but the point still stands. He got the thing four cars off, four wheels off the ground, landed the damn thing. I think pitted for like to check damage. They're like, nope, you're good. And he wins the damn thing. So yeah, these things are tanks. I I will say this. Uh, Not only is Grosjean, was he impressive on Sunday? He absolutely nailed the socials today too. Jimmy Johnson posted the picture that uh, <laughs> uh, from the top of the corkscrew that says "Trade helmets on Friday, trade paint on Sunday." Grosjean replies with "Just a French kiss, my brother." <laughs> I think Jimmy Johnson was legitimate, like legitimately surprised that that Grosjean just oh, he drove to. into the side of him. I mean, even in his that interview, he was just like, "The hell." The spotter in his ear. He expected a follow. I he expected it the following lap. I'm pretty sure. But Groshan was so far back to send it, and they're like, "Uh, Jimmy, uh, put up a fight when he gets here." He didn't have a chance to put up a fight because Groshan threw it in from half a football field back. I'm betting that DCR relayed to him that he was that you know Jimmy Johnson was told to make his life difficult. So yeah. You know, Jimmy had to have been like, um, well, I made it difficult for him. (laughs) (laughs) One one way or another, one way or another, it was difficult. By the way, Paul Tracy's comment on underneath it says fast and the furious 48. (laughs) <laughs> Lord. Uh, he jokes what there probably is going to be I was just going to say anyone hear the uh, anyone hear the shot that uh, and I don't remember which uh, broadcaster got it in there that Jimmy's uh, two years away from his card number and age that's so ugly oh <laughs> man that's Rude. cold that that's kind of dickish <laughs> that's okay. when you need to change the number to 18 how about <laughs> this one an empty penalty summary When's the last time we saw that in an IndyCar race? Uh, That's really nobody got a speeding penalty. There were the penalty summary is blank on the timing and scoring report. IndyCar probably forgot to publish it. Yeah, I swear somebody got a drive through for speeding up pit lane. No, so IndyCar is listening to our podcast. We've been talking about driving standards. What do they do after we talk about driving standards? There's no penalties. We are making a difference. <laughs> we know what we're doing. You know who isn't listening? Felix Rosenquist. Or <laughs> oh, Jacumasano. Uh speaking of your pick for potato of the week, Ben. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sato was um that man was on a mission 
what it, he was on a mission from God somewhere. I don't know what that mission was. The mission is to completely invert the last two decades of Scott Dixon's luck in like <laughs> two races. <sighs> yeah, I mean it. It did knock Dixon to fourth in the points, uh, and it's basically a two horse show. New if Palou starts the race, Newgard. It, it, I'll say it this way: Palou has to finish last. In order for New Garden to have a shot next week, both of them have to finish. I, does he even have a a mathematical shot? Yes, uh, there are fifty four yeah. points on offer, and New Garden is, I believe, forty eight back. So, so if New Garden wins and Palou and Award like steer into each other on the pace lap, if they both finish last, he wins by one point. Uh, it'll be well. He would have to get the pole and lead the most laps. Yeah, correct. He he needs them to Watsman base. Got it. Uh, pretty close. Uh, Now, turn one carnage at Long Beach. Hairpin carnage at Long Beach. Never happens. We've seen. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. What are the non-zero odds that somebody's in the fountain during the race this week? Oh. I mean, Sasha's on a streak. You think he could pull it off? <laughs> I mean, or Erickson. Erickson could ramp into the fountain. I, I, all I can they'll think... leave him there. I mean, Erickson was in the fountain in Detroit. He could go in the one in Long Beach. <laughs> There's, uh, yeah, I, all I can see is like the people of California losing their shit because we broke their statue or something. Like, we're that guy who walks into a party and breaks something. Hey, we're not that anal. Cut us some slack. <laughs> Occasionally. The people of SoCal, I think, are. Okay. The Bay Area uh, yes. is chill. The Bay Area is chill. SoCal. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm here for any any and all crapping on Southern California. Go right ahead. Yeah. See whatever you Look, want about, about SoCal. Just leave my half of the state nice. out of it. I lived Amen. in Monterey. It was nice. I went to LA for a weekend. I hated it. Yep. Not one of my favorite places. NorCal or NoCal, baby. This is the part where I brag that I've been to Laguna Seca. I, I yes. didn't. I did enjoy the beach at Santa Monica when I was in college. I bet. Actually, the beach by Monterey in Monterey is terrible. Of course, it NorCal is. beaches are cold, man. They're not fun. Cold. There's not a lot of waves. Yep. If they are, they're about 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Yep. Speaking of Fahrenheit. waves. Am I the only one that wishes Long Beach still ran up the hill and then went down, uh, what is it, Oceanside? A little bit, rather, yeah. Rather than running down uh, Seaside? Like, I I always thought when you go back and watch all the classic, you know, Grand Prix and you see them running up the hill and then down Oceanside, that that would be a badass shot to see an IndyCar climbing the hill. Yes. Uh, that would be spectacular. I don't think you can get to it though. Yeah, I'm sure it would like it, like 87 endangered turtles and 42. I, no, I I think there's roads neighbors. that don't exist because yeah, when they I built the aquarium right. and stuff, they it, where the aquarium got built and then the fountain area got built and like the racetrack had to kind of work its way around new stuff that was built down there. Because it used to be turn one went the other way. 
instead of making the left, it made the right and went started to go up the hill a little. But right now there's an aquarium there. There used to be two hairpins back in the day. Correct. What was it? Queens and some French word that I can't remember right now. Oh, guess on my like guess in me. See, I told you. <laughs> Do we need fashion to make an appearance on this? Are we going to be speaking in French? No. Do, I, do we no, need to? There will be oh, I can, no. I can put your French just fine. No, we <laughs> shouldn't bring a Frenchman to listen to our awful French. <laughs> yeah. So now here, this brings me to the next question here, and I'm actually starting to get our picks lined up already for this week because. This is a question that everybody will have to answer. What are the odds that Alexander Rossi does not finish in the top 10 in IndyCar Series points this year? Will Rossi finish Ooh. in the top 10? Let's take a look. Where's he at right now? Uh, no he is, he is currently 10. Wow. One point ahead of Renus VK, two points ahead of Takuma Sato, and uh 18 ahead of scotty mack so vk has a good race and after missing an entire race with a bloke broken clavicle and racing like dog meat since he could finish ahead of the standings finish ahead of rossi in yes points? that is Ooh, correct sato that's rough yeah, sato drives like a professional hmm. yeah. Okay, so we'll run this one in alphabetical alphabetical order. Ben, does Alexander Rossi finish in the top 10 in points? I'm going to go yes. Christian? No. James? I don't think. No. Jason? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> Mike? No. I, I am also going to say no. So our panel of experts. Experts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, experts. Are you calling an expert? But gives... Every time someone says expert, everyone gets a drink. <laughs> we use that term as drink. loose as we can. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, that's a... We give him less than a 50-50 shot of finishing inside the top 10 in points. What does does that say anything about Rossi or Andretti? I don't think it says anything about Rossi. He's just had the anvil this year. I don't know. He ran into his teammate. I think that says something about him. He's had the anvil, and then he's been frustrated. And when you're frustrated and you're trying to make something happen, you're not going to make something happen. You're going to overdrive the car. You're going to drive into a teammate. You're going to do something stupid. So we're going to pin some of this on Rossi. Are we going to pin some of it on Andretti? Or do we just pin this on he now has Hunter Ray's cartoon anvil? Oh, that makes for a very, very long career if you're Alexander Rossi. I mean, um, he, I think you pinned some of it on Andretti. I mean, he just hasn't had the pace this year, and it's we know Rossi has the pace. 
as a driver. So, I mean, you kind of got to put it on the car. But Andretti's results this year have been so out of whack. Like, Herta's dominating St. Pete and Ryan Hunter Ray's at the back of the field. You know, Herta's doing this, Herta's doing that. And he's just getting beat down by Andretti's. The only Andretti that has had a good year has been Herta. Yeah, I agree with that. We talked about that earlier on in the end of, at at the earlier on in the year. It was like Andretti always seems to have one car that does really well, and the rest of them are just kind of they're just kind of there. Yeah, just, let's just, do we cycle. start the do we start the Andretti shouldn't be a four car team narrative? <laughs> well, yeah, they're going to be a five car team. <laughs> Bless. Uh, um, I think that's a, is that a fair discussion to have? I mean, it's, when you look at what performance-wise the teams are doing up front, it seems like the three-car teams are outperforming the four-car teams. Ganassi is a four-car team, just as a reminder. Uh, okay. Sounds like Jimmy uh, Johnson slander. I don't oh. like it. <laughs> the 48 is a full-time car it's shared between two drivers but it's uh, a full-time car yes it's the sports car of chip ganassi racing's indycar program always getting blue flags oh <laughs> yes oh jeez. we hate sports cars or at least ben does anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> all right so okay let's let's ask the next question then what team has outkicked their coverage this season? Uh, Dale Coyne. You mean Rick Ware Racing? Dale Coyne with Rick Ware Racing? DCX, RWR, X, who the hell knows what other letters we can add? Ricky Coyne. Esports. And yes. I think McLaren's had a better year than i expected them to have they seem to be kicking it into the stands more often than not last year but how much of that is pato versus because rosenquist has been kind of garbage now he did put his car into a wall because he had a stuck throttle but I, i i don't know how much of mclaren's success is pato picking that car up and doing things with it that he shouldn't be doing to that car versus McLaren actually like getting their shit together in preparation for full ownership by McLaren at the end of the year. So I think it'll be interesting to see if it continues or if you know Pato has a you know Pato has an off year and therefore McLaren has an off year. But they've 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 been my kind of surprise for sure. They've generally been where they need to be most of the season. Looking at the our two championship contenders here, uh Pato and Alex Palou. This is the sophomore slump year for those two. This ain't no slump. That's, I, I, that's for the rest of IndyCar. I hope it's not because that is a terrifying thought. Yes, this is their the you know the theoretical second years never is good. Um, what the hell do they do on the upside from here? Could we see a Win scenario where Alex Palou forces Scott Dixon out of a ride? No, no, <laughs> no. I don't. I don't think anyone's going to force Dixon out of a ride. I. Agreed. I still think Dixon is going to leave whenever he feels like it. Yeah. Um. 
I, I mean, for God's sakes, he's been with Chip Ganassi forever and ever. And yeah. he, I mean, we already know he he's a damn good driver. I don't think Chip can Chip like Chip goes up to him with a contract and he just tells Scott, "Hey, you can sign this if you want to." <laughs> and Dixon's just I, like, I, oh, "Okay." Now I'm wondering if Dixon's looking at his future, going, "Do I still got it anymore?" And he's gotten, I don't want to say manhandled by his teammate, but he's kind of gotten manhandled by his teammate. <laughs> and as far as I'm aware, because you know I'm so much of an insider, um. They're treating both of those cars the same. They're not giving favoritism to one or the other. So equal equipment, equal teams. He, you know, Palou has outperformed him in, in every aspect this season. Now, he's gotten a little bit of the cartoon anvil. I'm wondering if uh, Palou stole his uh, horseshoe at some point, but. Uh, with Dixon, I think after just one year of of something like this, I think he still comes back next year. I I would say maybe if he has another year that's like this, then yeah, maybe he would start looking at it. But I mean, those championships that he's gotten, they haven't been they haven't all been consecutive. And he, I mean, shit, he's still been strong this season. I mean, he's what fourth in the points right now. Yeah, he's still fourth. I, yeah, I and all say... for Dixon is fourth. I, yeah, right, right. like. Like he's sitting in fourth and points with a win, and we're we're like, oh my god, does Scott not have it anymore? When he's having a a better year than most other guys, like Ray Hall, on a regular basis, a better year than Rossi. Yeah, like that's just how much of a cheat code Scott Dixon. Christian, you you said something that I didn't comprehend until just now Dixon's never gone back to back in a championship 2003 2008 13 15 18 20 he's never gone back to back in a championship that's so you're telling me Scott Dixon has 17 more championships to win them he's just going to keep hanging around probably (laughs) Lord, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I, I honestly think Dixon is going to be part of Chip Ganassi, like Mario Andretti was with Newman Haas. Yeah, and he's going to be the Jeff Gordon of Chip Ganassi. Like, we know Gordon is primed to take over from Hendrick. I, I have a sneaking... I'm called, putting it on the record now, just like I called Pelot to win the championship after Barber. Um, <laughs> would you let it go already? Let it go. And now you are the oracle. He called that shit. He called that shit from the jump. So only when... expert on our panel of experts, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's been a sweaty last three or four races, though. <laughs> I, I say so when. Uh... When Rosenquist yard sales polo at turn one next weekend, um, we need a camera on you during that moment, yeah. Mr. Owens. You think Rosenquist is going to qualify in the top 12? Oh, he'll accidentally have, have another stuck throttle. You don't this have it'll to be, be accidentally. To turn one first. That's true. Have <laughs> <laughs> think you ever done bottom split at, at Long Beach, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> Breaks. Who needs this? Fair. Very fair. 
Okay, so it's we're already approaching the half hour mark into the show here. So let's turn our focus to this weekend at Long Beach. Um, one of the, I would say, crown jewels of the sport. I It's not as prestigious as the 500, obviously. Is Long Beach the number two most prestigious race on the circuit, though? I think it's a distant second, but it is second in my mind. I'd say so. I agree. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. It's historic. It's got I, the racing is. I I say usually only because Long Beach has been on the calendar for so long. It's usually got fantastic racing. I mean, well, it's... Christian, not only that, but where else has Andre Ribeiro won a pro am race? <laughs> <laughs> yes. My man. I, <laughs> It lets now granted the the track has gone through multiple configurations over the history, but basically the start finish line has been the same. You join a list of winners that includes Clay Regazzoni, Mario Andretti in F1 and IndyCar, Carlos Reutemann, Gilles Villeneuve, Nelson Piquet, Alan Jones, Nikki Lauda, John Watson. That's just the F1 races. It, you, the slouches don't win here. It, what about Hinchcliffe? Oh. All right. So, Ace, actually, no, I shouldn't say that because Mike Conway that was has a win. injury Hinch, though. Like, there's an, al- there's an alternate universe where Hinch never gets a uh, mileage out uh, suspension piece through his femoral artery. You're running 2017. He- I know. It doesn't in help April. my narrative, though. Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but wasn't Hinch's wreck in 2017? No, it's in 15. That was in 15. Yeah, so I think yeah, right, it, was yeah. like days, it was 17, right? Yes, yeah, that's correct. Bourdais was 17. Hinch won after his injury. I believe that's his only win post Why are you going to harsh my narrative there, Mike? <laughs> Never let facts get in the way of a good story. Come on. Now, okay, Takuma Sato is a race winner at Long Beach. He's and also Mike, won two 500s. Uh, and Mike Conway, Conway has two. Well. Yeah. Mike Conway has two wins at Long Beach. Did, doesn't Conway have, like, Here's the thing. Like, I was always a Mike Conway fan on street courses. Doesn't he also have a one or two Detroit wins as well? Like, for whatever reason, I always felt Conway was like really good on the street courses. I may have just imagined that, but I'm gonna go look it up right now. Uh he does have a win at Detroit and he has a win at Toronto. See? I like he's I don't know why, but for whatever reason, Conway and street courses work. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing. A lot of drivers have that. I know yeah, Vettel has that. Vettel there's has... some drivers where they just it just jives for them a lot better than, than other places. By the way, Hinch's last win was Iowa in 2018, so post his last Long Beach win. And then that was his last win and second or third to last podium. He had a podium at Iowa in 19 in Nashville this year. That's I was going to say, how about Hinch isn't going to be driving in Iowa next year? Like... I they have to find a way for that. Eight. I like that we've all just called his career over. <laughs> no, no announcements, nothing official. We're just like, nope, he's not driving next year. <laughs> I don't think he's driving for Andretti. Are you saying Hinch's Those career is as experts. dead as the rabbit that heard a hit? <laughs> oh, poor bunny. Uh, that poor rabbit 
I was watching with my son, and that rabbit, like, half of it bounced up, up at the pavement, and my son looked at me, and he goes, well, that's not good, Dad. <laughs> Man. We just pointed out, I don't know, we've pointed it out in other conversations we've had about it. NBC got the onboard, said, nope, not good enough, and went and found a camera angle with better precision of this rabbit running across the track okay, wait, hold before on. being... Absolutely that, eviscerated. That camera was so zoomed in digitally after the <laughs> fact that there is no way to discern what he actually hit if it wasn't for the onboard. I mean, they went like full 480p resolution. They had a targeting graphic for it. Yeah, it was like <laughs> Zapruder. We actually should make the new logo, like the secondary logo of Pizza at the Pagoda, whatever shape that. Poor rabbit made. Oh, oh, baby. Jason. Oh, no. <laughs> Lord. Hey, I'll put it. I'll put it on my car. I'll put it on my car. Of course you would. You're evil. <laughs> oh, God. Could oh, be. Rabbit's delicious. I would take I don't some, like where like, we're going with this. <laughs> I would take some, like, nice shredded, slow-cooked rabbit on a pizza. Yeah. Heck yeah! I enjoy a good rap. They're good eating. French it is, but you know. Hey, at least we're not talking about the W series this week. We're just talking about Pizza Rabbit. Moving on before Mike gets going. (laughs) Moving on. I've only had one beer. I'm very restrained. He was like, "Oh, all right." I'm going to say this without any data, but this is also one of those races where your qualifying performance is really going to dictate how your week shakes out. Now, no, never mind. I'm I'm fucking wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said that without data. I'm like that seems like a reasonable thing to say. 2014, Conway qualified 17th and won the damn thing. So, yep, I'm an expert. <laughs> I can't believe we do this every week. My <laughs> God. I can't believe people listen to this. I, that's the one that that's the one that floors mm. me. Any idiot can talk into a microphone, as we prove. <laughs> it takes a special kind of idiot to listen to it, though. Um, the only people we, listening to this are our wives and parents. My my we wife just does call not the listeners listen to this. at home and yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, we did. Uh, um, that's uh, you know what? There's a lot worse things we could call them. We could call them sports car fans. Um, oh. <laughs> no, only Ben calls them that. Oh, okay. So 
looking ahead here, Will Power is obviously good uh, at Long Beach. Uh, Ryan Hunter Ray has a win here. Sato, Dixon, Pagano. What are we thinking here? Is this going to be a this weekend sort of unique in that it's only a two man race for the championship? Normally, this race runs in April and it's early season. There's still a lot of variables in play here. The weather is going to be markedly different than what they see in April. There's there's so much that comes into this. Is it a new racetrack? No, but there's a lot of new feel to what this weekend's going to be. Please tell me it rains. Please. Mm-hmm. I, it, Have I, they ever raced I, in the rain at Long Beach? I My date would love for it to rain. I, let me guarantee you that. We could use the rain. Let's look at the weather. It's going to be sunny. Surprise, it's going to be sunny. You don't Beach. say. I was going to say. <laughs> Long what Beach. a shocker. It's uh, going to be sunny in Long Beach. So, looking at some data, because we're experts, our two championship contenders have never actually raced. All right, so our two reasonable championship contenders of the three total. Pato's only raced here once, and he finished with Carlin, and he finished 12th down a lap. And Polo hasn't raced here at all, and Newgarden's had some pretty good results here. Is this the race that, that blows up Jason's prediction? So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. This turned into some sort of Pagano power I mean, show. yeah. But wasn't the narrative going into Laguna Seca that Pelot didn't have any experience there either? I think that was the narrative in Portland as well. Yeah, like he's been there once and the dude's like on podium, podium. So... I, well, I now there's, that. I think there's a big difference between running a place like Portland or Laguna Seca and running Long Beach, though. The only street course I would imagine that the only street courses I can think of that Pelot would have ever run would be uh, Detroit earlier this season, Macau, and Poe, maybe. You know, this dude has more sim seat time in the last two weeks on long beach than i have in the last two years come on that's because you can't drive on road courses though <laughs> god damn that man had a family good okay. lord <laughs> so so since new gardens moved to penske he's finished long beach third seventh second uh what's yeah third seventh second uh 2020 was a wash so and everything before that doesn't count because of that carpenter and he generally sucked. But yeah, he's even even then he had, you know, a couple of top tens. So New Garden's pretty handy around there. Penske as an organization is pretty handy around Long Beach. I think they're going to give him the best chance possible to find all 54 points. Is he going to do it? No, but 2015, Juan Pablo Montoya was a lock for the championship and Dixon won the damn thing. So. This is IndyCar. Chaos Monkey rules here. I would be surprised if we saw the Penske parade at Long Beach and Polo just said, you know what? I'm absolutely fine with finishing ninth and winning the title. If he I, is Dixon 2.0, he'll be fine with like yeah, P11 well, or 12. 
there's there's another name that comes to my mind on that team. How many years did Jimmy Johnson go to Homestead with, I have to finish 23rd or better? I have to finish 29th or better. It, that's going to be a big resource for Polo to lean on, to say, hey, just chill. You're right where you need to be. If he's 12th in practice and 12th in qualifying, he doesn't need to do anything else. Can we talk about how Jeff Gordon's the real seven-time? No. 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 Okay, that's fine. <laughs> he is. I'll talk about it. Yeah. I will Alter- die on the Christian, you know I'm right. That bullshit, Chase bullshit. My man. <laughs> I yeah, was, it's it's bullshit, but it's the rules of this series and alternate timelines don't exist. So in, in the rules of the series as it existed, he's won it seven times. His championships are valid. Just because we don't like how he won his championships doesn't mean it. that his championships are are more or less any any valid because we don't like how he won them. He still won them to the rules of the series. And you guys just got me defending Jimmy Johnson on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was actually wrong. What are you doing? Blue flag, Mike. Blue flag. Coming <laughs> soon. Role, I am the Jimmy Johnson stand here. Coming soon to the NRN podcast. Alternate history with Jason Owens, Christian Jasper, and Ben Carswell. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like, it's not a knock on Jimmy. He won by the rules. It's totally a knock on NASCAR for trying to manufacture bullshit because they, their rules package took away from racing on the track and they thought they needed to artificially inflate this. We got to excite people in the last 12 races, right? Like, no, like excite people all year long. It's like stage racing bullshit. If it's the, artificially manufactured. If, if there's something that rednecks enjoy, it's things that are artificially inflated. So just give them <laughs> back, okay? I appreciate that. You guys talk like there's no rednecks in the Coke lot on Memorial Day weekend. It's all Isn't rednecks. Isn't that just the Coke lot? Yeah, but they're not real rednecks. I'm from the South. We have oh, no, no, real rednecks. I've never been to the 500. I can guarantee you the Coke lot is full of real rednecks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the Coke lot is probably a 50-50 chance to secede from the, the union <laughs> on, <laughs> on, on race day, guys. Like, come on now. The oh. Confederate States of the Coke lot. Oh, oh bless oh. and anybody that says anything else has never been to the coke lot we are getting way off the rails so much for keeping it tight everyone I, yeah we are <laughs> I got, I'm, it's I'm, not I'm, my fault for once no we're keeping it tight as a bag of grease in the coke lot on the monday after the race <laughs> <laughs> that is a it's deep cut beach. we gotta go all right Let's let's yeah, so do this. IndyCar at Long Beach. Let's start reviewing our Review picks from pick. last weekend. Because by the time we get through picks, we may hit 90 minutes at the rate we're going. Our expert picks. Uh, uh yes, our expert picks. Um we will kick things off with the Jimmy Johnson watch. Career best IndyCar finish. Guys. I was really really hopeful at about the midpoint of that race that something stupid was going to happen and I would look like a genius, but it didn't. So Jimmy Johnson did not score a top 10 finish. 
congratulations to Ben Carswell, who picked Jimmy Johnson to finish 17th, and that is exactly what he did. Uh, not Ben's only win of the weekend either. Um, we'll go, actually, since we're going to mention that, we'll go to the anchovies of the week. Ben had Takuma Sato as his anchovy. Well done. You went two for three. It's almost like you write about this stuff. Um, <laughs> James had, James, you were so close, brother. So, so close. You had Alexander Rossi, who, quite frankly, was he, he won big, smooth move of the race this past weekend, but not quite close enough to get you the win there. Uh, Jason had Felix Rosenquist, who came home in the 19th position. Mike had James Hinchcliffe, who finished 20th. And we'll just ignore my pick of Joseph Newgarden, who came home 7th. Um, <laughs> Other than your pick, those are actually really good. Uh, yeah, so outside of mine. Hit the nail on the head. We're yeah. getting better. It took us a season. Fairly expert of us, I would say. Everybody drink. All right, let's move to our race <laughs> race winner picks here. Uh, ben had Marcus Erickson pegged for the win. Erickson coming home with a solid sixth place finish. Not a bad run for Erickson. Uh, <laughs> James. You are the man, brother. Will Power coming home 26th. <laughs> you are going to die on that no hill, power. though, man. I, I, you know what? I mean, he picked a another... hill to die on, and damn it, he is. Well, he's rabbit stew on that. Uh, on I mean, that hill. he was like right there until another <laughs> plastic <laughs> mechanical issue. I'm not even surprised at this rate. I'm used to it. It's like, oh, look, he's doing good. Oh, no, another mechanical gremlin, of course. James, you sound like you need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a fan. I've been a Willpower fan for 10 years. You're goddamn right horse. I need a hug. <laughs> he needs a horse tranquilizer. Uh, Jason picked Scott Dixon for the race win. Um, looking good until he got satoed. And can, can we talk about, though? I believe I almost picked Pillow. But I didn't want to jinx my championship pick. So I'm just going to throw <laughs> no, that out there. You don't get any Dixon. credit for that, Jason. No. Alternate are... history with Jason Owens coming <laughs> soon to a podcast right. near you. Uh, I don't get to play the long game here. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I took Pato Award, who came home fifth, and that was leader in the clubhouse until Roman Grosjean started doing angry French things. Uh, <laughs> and Mike McCullen gets the win on the week. Congratulations, Mike. The blue flag is, well, I would say almost a checkered flag, but that means you're still a lap down, so blue flag it. Uh, what do we make of Joseph Newgarden's strategy call here? To pit early, uh, only driver inside the top 15 to make four stops at Laguna Seca this past weekend. Did, did Penske screw the pooch on that? I feel like that was a gamble call. They were probably banking on another yellow. Yeah, you got to take a risk. I think that's where I think that's where their heads are at too. They didn't think it was gonna go as clean as it did. I don't think anyone expected it to be as clean as it was. Yeah. Only one caution for Rossi running into his teammate is actually really surprising. I really thought there was gonna be more. And it is running there was more because like there was multiple incidents at the corkscrew that were like, How was that not a caution? 
but hey, as much as we've excoriated IndyCar race control this season for dumb calls, the fact that when those spins happened and when those contact incidents happened, they gave it a breath before immediately throwing the caution and let it clear was the right call. They did the right thing in those incidents this week. And like I've given them a hard time other races this week or this week. Good Lord. This year, um, <laughs> they did the right thing this weekend. It was, I thought it was a fairly well officiated race overall. It's always good when the refs put the whistle away. You hate the ticky tack holding calls in football. You hate the BS or the lack of holding calls, the the hand checks in basketball and all that kind of stuff. So swallow the whistle and let it play out. And IndyCar did a fantastic job of that this weekend. So I will say they uh, they should be commended. Now it's time, however, for us to move on to our picks for the weekend. And we will have three again this weekend. Uh, we will pick a winner. We will pick a pineapple. And we will pick the driver most likely to end up in the fountain. <laughs> Love it. So we'll start with the loser of the week. Uh, and Mike, since you were the winner last week, we will give you first draft pick here. Who is your anchovy of the week this weekend in Long Beach? Oh, anchovy of the week. Ah, Max Chilton. I don't know what Max Hilton did to deserve that. <laughs> they had a really nice race. Have we seen his career? <laughs> He's trying. He got smoked He's by Jimmy Johnson this weekend. That's what he did. He sure did. Can I read the na- the list of names that Jimmy Johnson beat? I just want to read the, the names. Yes. I- I'm down for Sato, this. Power. Rossi. Pastor Neves. Pellet. These are names. I'm sorry, did you stutter and say Kellett? No, I didn't stutter. I said Kellett. He beat him. Okay, he also beat Renus VK, Felix Rosenquist, James Hinchcliffe, Max Chilton, and Callum Islet. I good weekend, Jimmy. Do it again. Jimmy looked like he knew what he was doing, and he's looked like that for a couple of weeks now. He has. He looked extremely. So the thing that I thought was fantastic for Jimmy was when Herda and Polo were coming up on that gaggle of lap cars, they did not dispatch him immediately. Worn tires, dirty air, whatever you want to say about it. The fact that he was enough on pace that it took those guys with the pace they had anywhere from five to 10 laps to get around him speaks to the fact that he is above the minimal level of competency as an IndyCar driver for a guy that's never driven a downforce car before this year. Right. He was matching race pace at the end. Yeah. He was a lap down, but he was matching race pace. And, And here you go again, got me defending Jimmy Johnson. Twice in one day. Twice. <laughs> Love it. We've got to find that clip of of my epic Jimmy Johnson rant that uh, from an episode when we were testing this thing, and you can play that in the off season. And I am happy to eat the crow about it. We we may have to look for that. We'll find it. Just if if for no other reason than to bury you with it, uh, Ben. <laughs> you were second last week. 
going two for three. So you'll get a uh, second draft choice of the anchovies. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with. I'll kill it. Cock. <laughs> I was going to say. He does something dumb. Oh, you think he goes over and above? I think he does something, something not purposely stupid, but more of just kind of dumb. I know that we like to bag on Kellett on this podcast a lot, but has he ever has he ever done anything really that egregious other than spinning at St. Pete and just getting left there? Like I can't think of he has the arc of break Okay, I'll give you that. But Dalton Kellett is the IndyCar Peter principle. Like he is <laughs> literally one step above his level of competency, and he's just a guy. The IndyCar Mendoza line, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. You know so, what? Alexander Rossi is really close to being the IndyCar Mendoza line here. Ooh. No, he's head. Oh. Oh. We're gonna call it the Keldoza line from now on in IndyCar. Yeah, but see the 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 whole concept of the Mendoza line is it's not like competent enough to be there it's the guy who's it's replacement level correct like when, if you're looking in baseball or football it's replacement level players right like correct. so in my mind Kellett is a replacement level driver I think that may be a fun podcast topic for the offseason because there are some names here that I'm looking at going mm, yeah and they're almost top 10 in points that I would say are readily replaceable names. Well, DeFrancesco is going to have a ride next year, so we're going to have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes. All nice. right, let's 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 continue with the picks here before we get totally bonsied off track again. Uh, Christian, <laughs> you are up next. Who is your anchovy? Oh, man. I think... It will be Graham. Because of his own doing or because of the cartoon anvil? Um, his own doing like their their points battle is it's kind of over. Um, you know, it's it's the end of the year, end of the season, rather and on to the next and he like he's 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 had some really like he's had some decent results this year but it just he's just been kind of not not off of the radar but you know not exactly on the radar either Uh, no he's seventh in points he's 21 ahead of simon pagino and he's almost 25 behind colton herta for sixth Short of doing something spectacularly stupid, Graham Rahal's going to finish seventh in points. I, I I can see the late mistake happening that doesn't cost him the the spot in points, but yeah, that that's that's not a terrible pick. Um, James, let's move over to you. Who is your anchovy? I'm gonna give a bit of a hot take and say Pato. Because 
watching him these last few races is a little concerning me. I feel like he's hardcore overdriving the car and burning the tires alive. And I could see him just pushing a little too much and stuffing it into a barrier, especially trying to make some sort of miracle happen. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. Uh, Yeah, it's a... Quite frankly, probably too well thought out for this show, if I'm being completely (laughs) honest here. But uh, it almost sounds like an expert. I know. Hey, (laughs) too well thought out for me alone. Jeez. Obviously not enough Mountain Dew running through those veins yet. Uh, Jason, (laughs) who's the pick uh, for uh, Pineapple of the Week? So in 2016, three of the bottom four were Andretti cars. In 2017, two of the bottom three. I'm going to go with an Andretti car as pineapple of the week. I would lean towards Ryan Hunter Ray, but I think he's going to have a really good run in his last race with Andretti. I'm going to go with the surprise pick and say that Colton Herta is going to be the pineapple of the week. I don't think that would be a surprise. We saw Nashville. I was going to say, we saw what he did at Nashville. He was fast as hell, but... I can see it. Yeah, that's um I, I I can absolutely see that happening. And I'm gonna go kind of similar direction to James here, actually, but if for no other reason than to put the evil on Jason Owens pick, I'm gonna say Alex Palou is Pineapple of the Week. Um Come on, Ricky Bobby. We we haven't <laughs> seen Honestly, this season, have we seen a crack out of Palou or Pato? A Pato? We've I seen know we have. We've seen some we overdriving. Have it's not coming to my mind, or at least not off the top of my head anyway. The thing that comes to my mind is he murders tires, like herd of murders bunnies. Oh, Mike McCullough will be wearing a bunny killer t-shirt on our live race watch along this weekend from Long Beach oh my god Uh, we've got to throw together some stickers that we we can throw on our race cars that would be fantastic Uh, hold on let's let's get through picks here so I've taken Alex Palou Um, we'll go back we're just going to do these in alphabetical order now because I'm not trying to remember the order Ben who is your race winner this weekend um, well, I will steal James in advance because I know who it is. I'll go to Newgard of the Penske guys. I think Newgard's going to do it. Does he win the championship in the same with the race win? No. That is a no. crazy long shot. He wins the race, but not the championship. And Does then... he? Okay. Does he pass Pato for second? Is he 15 points behind Pato? Yep, he's only, but yeah, 15. Uh, 17, exactly? yeah. 17. Oh. What's for IndyCar expert? Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I, uh, uh, that one is a little trickier because I, I really do think Pato could absolutely royally screw himself here. But I'm going to go no. Okay. 
All right, no, Christian. He pass either one of them, but he wins the race. Okay, Christian, who is it? Who's your race winner this weekend? Well, Ben took my pick. Um, so I'm <laughs> going to go with Dixon. I think we're gonna see I think I think we're gonna see more just methodical craziness from him. Uh, this has been a very undixon like year. One win, one pole, eight top fives, eleven top tens. We're used to seeing Dixon more in victory lane. Uh, watch this. Watch this race be the beginning of his 2022 championship run. You shut your whore mouth. Listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> we know it's possible. Don't you put we know he can do it. On me. I don't want him to, but we know he can do it. Don't speak it into experience. You know he he dabbles in the black magic. Oh my god. <laughs> He, he he yeah he's not the ice man he's the methanol man that's he for sure. He sacrificed that bunny on the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he put bad juju on Colton Herta. <laughs> Pedro Serrano coming back from uh, wherever he is now. Oh my god! You Jobu. Yes. <laughs> All right, Jason. Who's your race winner this weekend? Because we know James is going to pick Will Power. I was going to pick Will Power, but I'll be nice to him. I think Pagano is going to pull out a a, a walk-off last race with Pinsky win this weekend. Is that his last career win then? Oh. Probably. I mean, well, in IndyCar, probably. But I, I, I think he's going to have a, a multi-year decorated uh, Daytona... What the hell are we even calling that class anymore? LMDH. Um, yeah. He's going to have a long uh, prototype career. And, another and he'll have an, a full season next year with Meyer Shank Racing. A bold prediction for next year. He wins an oval round with Meyer Shank. Too early for that. That'll come next week in the review show. Um <laughs> All right, Mike, who is our race winner here? I think it's going to be Rossi. I think he's going to find some magic this week. He loves Long Beach. It's home for him. He's going to find it. He's going to he's going to end the year on a good year and be ready now, for a good year next year. Because you said he wouldn't finish top 10 in points earlier in the show. I remember I did, that. He said he wouldn't finish top 10 in points, but I think he's. I'm, um, I'm, can't, I'm can't, um, not going to finish um, on good years, Mike. He's going to finish on Firestones. <laughs> expert. Our leading expert. Mike yes, Cullen. that's right. Our Yes, our winner last week. Um, I'm picking Rossi. Yes. I, I got a feeling. I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to take Roman Grosjean because this dude has to end up in victory lane this year. Did you see he the is too much fun at podium point. celebration from Laguna where everybody was going nuts when he came to the podium? Yes. We just addressed that he is a true Frenchman. The podium celebration takes a swig of the champagne and then he sprays it and then <laughs> takes another couple of drinks. Like, yep, <laughs> a Frenchman. And that's definitely been it more Finnish than French, but I'll, yeah. I'll let it slide. The French like their spike going shit. <sighs> that's funny. All right, time for our final picks of the week, and we'll go backwards this time. Mike, 
Who is the driver most likely to end up in the fountain? Please, dear oh, God, good. say I'm Alexander going... Rossi. Nope, I am so <laughs> glad that I get to pick this. And I'm going to I'm going to caveat this with I have an insulin pump case signed by this man, but Charlie Kimball is doing one race this year, and I can see him in the fountain. Lord. Thanks for stealing my pick, Mike. <laughs> That's why I got to go first. Jason, you're up next. Um, I'll keep on the insulin pump theme and I'll say Connor Daly's gonna end up in the <laughs> in the fountain. Mother of diabetics. <laughs> Amazing. Jesus, Jesus there, Christ in our end. Would there be a more American thing though than Connor Daly crash landing an Air Force car into a fountain? <laughs> oh, he would own the shit out of it. And oh, it would be he would fantastic. love it. He would. Uh, Can you imagine would... the slow mo when he gets out of the car and the wet mullet is just like shaking oh, in Lord. the <laughs> Southern California breeze? Takes the helmet off and the mullet's just Definitely. blowing in the breeze. Like, in the you know, like, oh. based off of that, the Prince Charming and Shrek hair flip. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would make he would make a new perfume on that he would flirt to the beach oh that's that's the plot of still driven somebody like chris that's the plot of still driven. yes all right uh james who is who's gonna end up in the fountain this weekend uh i'm gonna say dalton kellett they finally rescued his car from st petersburg yeah. and he goes right out and ends up in the fountain and everyone leaves him until the start of next season he's just the new <laughs> fountain decoration <laughs> man you break the fountain you sit in the fountain except the team packs up and just leaves him there leaves him <laughs> in the car Good they to probably say, wish they could <laughs> oh out ouch Oh, man. All right, Christian, who's it going to be? I'm going to say Polo, only because literally anything can happen at this point. You mean in this podcast or in what's left of the season? Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, Ben, who's it going to be? Well, I was going to say Dalton Kellett, but... <laughs> yeah. That. Um... No, one more foot driver on the table you can take. No, I think I'm going to go with full power. Oof. You're not going to go with the obvious bass in the fountain, Paul? Um, Sloggy well, French fry. No, I'm going to go with full power. All right. Um, You're I, dead to me, Ben. I, I, think, <laughs> I think this guy... Manages to take out a fountain and a fellow Canadian all in one swoop, because for the love of God, I hope NBC sticks Paul Tracy in the fountain this weekend for the start of the race. <laughs> James Hinchcliffe is is going to be the guy. He'll just jump out of the car, look at PT, and go red gloves can, rule. Can we can we tweet the fuzzy koala and ask him to put? Tracy in the fountain for the start of the race. Him in the fountain with like hip waiters. <laughs> I'm gonna go do that right now. Be right back, guys. All right. Well, here, <laughs> let, let let's do that. Let's get out of here because we're now over an hour. So much for us being neat and tidy and bottled up. Um, should we do a watch along this weekend? Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. We got to come up with the drinking game rules for it. Uh, we will post them this week. I'm thinking bingo cards, 
and a drinking game. I think I think a draft for the for when you have to drink. Each we have a tier system of progressively ones that will make you drunker. Are you the FIA? This sounds complicated as shit. I was just going to say. Right? No, this is the NASCAR system. <laughs> based on how many uh, drinking game playoffs you've won, and then the uh, stages of the drinking game. Uh, we could do elimination rounds. Uh, oh what else God. could we do? Oh, he said drink. Then they show points as they run. Stages? Yes, you know what? If we maybe we'll do that. We'll have a drinking game. We got to get everybody on camera, but we'll show points as they run as like a uh, a thing for us on the side uh, of the screen, God. so we can have that on screen at all times. You'll have oh, to buy me God. a camera then. That's gonna that's <laughs> gonna be important. Um, yeah, no, we're if we're gonna do this, we got to have a, anybody who's on it has got to be on camera because reasons. Um. Okay. Uh. We'll we'll figure I, I, these things out. All right, so let's. Oh my God, I am losing my mind over here, people. Uh, let's take a look here at the weekend schedule since IndyCar hasn't posted it on the media site yet. Uh, coming up on Saturday. Oh, actually, Friday. Practice number one, six p.m. in the East. Saturday, twelve noon. Practice in the East. Both of those are going to be on Peacock. Qualifications Saturday, 3 p.m. That will air on NBCSN. Morning warm-up on Sunday, 12 p.m. on Peacock. And the Grand Prix, the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach season finale for the 2021 NTT IndyCar Series season will air on NBCSN this Sunday at 3 p.m. With that, we should probably get out of here before we get thrown off of a podcasting platform and or a cease and desist letter from the fine folks at IndyCar. Um, <laughs> we've made our picks, we'll, and we will post some information. Keep your eye on the National Racing Network social channels this week. We'll get you all the information on the drinking game and how you can watch along with us for the accurate Can we have of play along at home for a prize like uh you know what i heard i heard there's like a silver crown banner that's the size of a billboard that maybe we could give away <laughs> uh, let's do it let's let's do that i've got a like 15 foot by 15 foot silver crown banner no let's you don't that's rules. the joke <laughs> yeah yeah, I you am don't the, I am the actual owner of a human-sized green flag. <laughs> and Lord knows I don't see any of those. Uh, I will come up with something. We, I will come up with a prize pack of some sort here that we will give away uh, to those of somebody that's watching the IndyCar race. Unless your buddy's with us, and then we just, we're going to ignore you. Are there any lightning detection objects you could give away? Oh, man. Oh. You know what? Just for that, you can follow along at the Weather Center for your offensively accurate weather information. Coming up October 2nd, the DeWeather Space Program going to kick off. Uh, the dedicated intense lightning detection object, or DILDO-1, will take to the skies <laughs> over eastern Pennsylvania. Thank you for the plug, by the way. That is being launched by <laughs> Dadass. 
the the uh oh man i'm forgetting the acronym now hold on i gotta pull the graphic up here um all right let's just wrap yes, up the recordings the, uh, well. yes the uh yes the weather astronauticals something or other all right with that we're actually getting the hell out of here now before we get thrown <laughs> off or something <laughs> for ben carswell christian jasper james watson jason owens mike mccullen my name is chris graham been a pleasure to have you uh, along with us here for this dumpster fire of a show we will see you all this weekend live for the watch along for the accurate grand prix of long beach we'll talk to you soon see you later everybody <laughs>